listening to the Chi Podcast, the place dedicated to educating and supporting parents and professionals, hosted by Dr. Sandy Munoz, CEO of the Children's Healing Institute. Parenting is not about waiting for the storm to pass, but about learning how to dance in the rain. Hi, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Chi Podcast. I was researching some articles and I came across something written by Miriam Martini that I think captures some of the feelings that we are all having right now with the reopening of schools. She states, As parents, we wish there was a simple way, a method that was tried and true, to guarantee the results we want. But, as we have seen, life can derail us and throw us a curveball. A lot of children will be returning or have returned to school this month. Some students will be doing in-person learning, others virtual or a hybrid of some sort. I know that as a parent myself, I want my child to return to school and have some sense of normalcy, but at the same time, I am really afraid of the unknown. Will she be safe? Can anyone guarantee me that she will not get sick from the virus? We have already seen the news clips from places like Georgia, where schools have already begun. There are stories of overcrowded hallways and kids not wearing masks. There are teachers testing positive as well as the kids. It all becomes really overwhelming. It is like we were all swimming in a puddle of emotions, fear, anxiety, anger, sadness, everything but excitement. In the end, I think all parents want the same thing for their children. We want our kids to be happy and we want our kids to be safe. So what do we do? How do we navigate what we don't know? First, I think we need to give ourselves permission to let go of trying to control the unknown and focus our attention on the things we can control. The Child Mind Institute provides some of the following tips that we can focus on. If we have younger children or kids entering middle school, a couple of things that we can do are, if our kids are starting off with virtual learning or a hybrid, do we have what they need for remote learning and do they understand how to use the platform? Do we have a place set up in our home that's conducive to learning, a place that is quiet and without distractions? We need to start setting up routines for the kids, helping kids to create a schedule that will help them from falling behind with assignments. Also, having a family calendar or other visuals can be useful for keeping track of deadline and school assignments. Identify opportunities for your child to connect with peers and to be social, either virtually or in person while maintaining physical distance. Make sure you establish effective communication with teachers. This may be a little bit more challenging since some teachers may be doing both in-person and remote learning, so ask how they prefer to be contacted. We need to understand how assignments are going to be communicated. This is especially true for children entering middle school for the first time and may have multiple teachers. Ask if there will be an opportunity for one-to-one learning, especially if you have a child that has a disability or may be struggling. If your child has an IEP or a 504 plan, ask your school how these services will continue during virtual homeschooling. If you have small children, ask teachers how they will help children get to know them and their new classmates. Make sure that you let your teachers know how the child did last spring. How did they respond to remote learning? Did it work for them? What did work for them and what didn't work for them? If your child does need extra support, don't be afraid to ask if there's a learning specialist or a guidance counselor to help them. Also, 
If you are a parent and you have to return to work and your children will be doing virtual learning from home, make sure that you check with your state laws on when children can be left home alone. I know for in Florida, there is no hard rule. It goes by maturity level. But the recommendation is that no child under the age of 12 should be left home alone. Also, no child under the age of 15 should be watching their siblings at home alone. If your child is able to stay home alone, then make sure you set up a system to check in on them. Is there a family member or a neighbor you can trust? Can you set up security cameras in your home so you can monitor them while you're at work? For our teenagers, the Child Mind Institute points out that if they are doing remote learning, have them create realistic schedules. Define periods of time when they are getting their work done, building in breaks and entertainment. Make sure that they try to keep a consistent sleep schedule. No more staying up until 2 a.m. watching their favorite TV show. It's also really important that we validate their disappointments. We may not know what is happening with sports or school events like prom. We already saw our seniors last year not enjoying the rite of passage, so some of our teens may be having the same worries. When teens are in school, the challenge may be having them comply with guidelines for social distancing. They may want to hang out with their friends like most teens and think that they're invincible, but they need to understand it's just not about them. Their friends can be asymptomatic carriers and they can bring it back home. For months, parents, teachers, and epidemiologists have chimed in with their views on so many unanswered questions to the extent to which the virus is a threat to kids and to the way to the extent to which it spreads. The Washington Post reported in an August 10th article entitled Children and the Virus that a leading pediatric health group found that more than 97,000 U.S. kids tested positive for the virus in the last two weeks of July and more than a quarter of the total number of children diagnosed nationwide since March. Those are some really scary numbers. And as of July 30th, There were over 338,000 cases reported in children since the dawn of the pandemic, according to the data in the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Children's Hospital Association. This is why it's so important for our teens to understand that they are not invincible and that they can contract the virus themselves. So it's important for them to adhere to the safety rules in place for their own health. For our younger children returning to school, We really need to reinforce with them the importance of wearing their mask, not swapping masks with their friends, washing and sanitizing their hands more often, keeping physical distance from other students, avoid sharing objects with other kids, including water bottles, devices, writing instruments, and books. The CDC points out that we should develop a family plan to protect the household members who are at increased risk for severe illness. We should make sure that the information is current at the school, including emergency contacts and individuals authorized to pick up our kids from school. Certainly, some of us have had grandparents on that list, so if they are at risk for severe illness from COVID, we should consider identifying an alternative person. We should also label our our children's masks clearly with a permanent marker so that they're not confused with other kids. And another idea is that we should consider providing our kids with a container or a bag labeled reusable to bring to school so that they they can store their mask in it when they're not wearing it, for example, during lunch. The CDC website provides some additional information and guidance, so it may be a really good idea to check some of those out. Life right now is filled with a lot of uncertainty. 
and we are all learning to dance in the rain. So remember, take action over the things that you can control. Challenge your need for certainty and give yourself permission to accept the uncertainty. Focus on the present and appreciate the present moments. Don't let them slip by. Until next time, my friends, I am wishing everyone health and happiness. Thank you so much for listening to our message today. If you're interested in our organization, please visit our website at www.childrenshealinginstitute.org. And don't forget to follow us on our other platforms by searching the Children's Healing Institute in the search bar. See you next week.